Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Volume. It's Snaps, presented by FanDuel. Football season is here, and there's no better place to get in on that action than FanDuel. But why, T-Bob? Why? Well, let me tell you. Okay, first off, the app is safe, secure. It's easy to use, okay? FanDuel always has these great exclusive offers where you can get juice, win a little more. Uh, When you win, you'll get paid fast. No waiting, no BS. And they got a ton of ways to play, man. Spread, money line over, unders, totals, props, same game, parlays, everything. Live betting. If you get to the show late, it doesn't matter. Just live bet it. They also have the teasingly vague same game parlay. Plus, I don't think it's a streaming service, but there's only one way to find out. It's by downloading the FanDuel Sportsbook app today, promo code SNAPS, and make every moment more this football season. Hello, 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 and welcome in to a new Monday edition of SNAPS. I am your host, T-Bob Bear here. On the Volume Sports YouTube channel. So excited to be here back on the Volume Sports YouTube channel. Uh, thank you to everyone hanging out. Remember, like and subscribe to the channel. Help please the algorithmic gods that rule our existence. Help to grow the show if you're enjoying it. We love being here. We love doing this. I'm one of your hosts, T-Bob Bear, and I'm joined by my fellow host, Mr. Air Murray. Uh, what's up, QB1? What you doing, man? Hey, man, just saying, uh, I always say every Monday, what a great weekend of college football. And I usually mean really it. Was. I would say 99% of the time I mean it, but like I really mean it this Monday. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember, and I'm, I'm somewhat young. I'm 31 years old still, 32 next month. But I don't remember Correct. a better weekend of college football from Thursday night, the West Virginia game, to Saturday. Uh, Almost every game, besides the Michigan-Penn State game, was a complete dull, and I'll kind of save that for my snips and snaps later in, in, in the show. But what a hell of a weekend, man. Uh, and I can't wait to break it down all week long as we head into hopefully another great week next weekend. Uh, yeah, no doubt about Aaron. Aaron, 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 you're not giving yourself credit. I would argue the college football weekend started on Wednesday with a great call of Marshall yep, and UL featuring yourself. That's right. That's right. I just don't want I anyone mean, going back and watching watching any cut-ups of that and seeing me with my – my jacket. Put on. it up, so bro. Put it up, bro. Don't do it, bro. Uh, by the way, you we got our big live show coming out this Thursday in Baton Rouge. We're going to be at Walk-Ons on Burbank 4 to 6. Please, 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 please come out, spread the word, and join the Big Blazer Boys as uh, we are planning on wearing <laughs> big blazers for the live show. Really? Oh, my God. I can't take it off the screen, dude. I can't with this picture. And the way that this blazer changes the entirety of your being, like like everything, the vibe, the energy, your face, it's you look like you're calling a high school, uh, like a Tampa high school game. Uh, I went on a 48-hour team Dude, I went on a forty-eight hour fast after after that that picture came out. Like I'm like I'm not eating all weekend, you know. I'm, I'm I, uh, the big blazer gave your body dysmorphia. 
You want me to bring that jacket with me to Baton Rouge on Thursday? I'm gonna let you know, T Bob, that jacket has been given to Goodwill. So okay, okay, gone. okay. No well, more. that's all good. I got a big blazer you can wear. Uh, that is hilarious. The big blazer literally gave you body dysmorphia, uh, which is not funny. Talk to somebody if you struggle with similar issues. Uh, coming up on today's show, I bet you can guess what the lead is. That's right. It's L- no, it's not LSU. It's it's Tennessee, Alabama, dude. What an incredible game. We get it from both angles. Deion Sanders entering the CFP mix off a huge mm-hmm. weekend here on a Monday. Mighty interesting there. And then, as always, we got some snaps and snaps. And remember, shout out FanDuel, FanDuel Sportsbook app, promo code SNAPS. Um, Shout out to AMP, Amazon AMP. We're on there now. If you want to download there, we do a little pre-show. We're going to do it a few times a week at noon. It's very fun, very chill. That might be where you'll get a little more nerdy talk, a little more House of the Dragons, some other stuff like that. You know, all of the incredible nerd stuff we have going on right now. And shout out. Papa Colin. Um, and shout out to everybody hanging out in the chat. Warrior Q, Dart James, Kirby's Visor, Jack Harrington, a lot of old faces, a lot of new faces as well. Uh, give it up for the Triple Bs, the big Blazer boys. If you're in here, you're an official Triple B. Uh, is Tennessee an official national title contender? Aaron Murray, that is the question on everybody's lips today. New AP top 25 is out. Tennessee now number three in the country. A few weeks ago here on Snaps, we said Tennessee might just be the fourth best team in the country. And, well, they might be the third best team in the country. Is this legitimate, though? Are Are we slaves to the moment here, Aaron, or do you believe in this Tennessee team? Well, we also were wondering who's the third best team in the SEC, and that third best team in this SEC as of right now is Alabama. Uh, Tennessee is now moving huh. to that number two spot. So that answers. We've had a lot of questions answered this weekend. Who's the you know, who's the top four team? Is Tennessee a top four team? Yes. Who's the third best team in the SEC? It's Alabama. Uh, are they national contender titles right now? Yes. I know there's a lot of people saying, are you crazy? Did you watch the defense? Did you see Alabama go up and down the field? Yes, I watched the defense. I'm going to take you back. And T-Bob, I know you can you know go over this as well because you're someone that lived it a little bit more than I did. But LSU, defensive stats back in 2019, they were giving up 343 yards per game, 22 points per game. Right now, Tennessee is giving up 334 yards per game, so less yards per game, and 23 points per game. So less yards per game, uh, one more point per game. Same thing. It's just different. LSU is giving up yards on the ground. Tennessee is giving up yards through the air. Uh, but uh, literally about the same stat-wise as LSU, then obviously the numbers on the offense are, are eerily similar. You know, what, what Joe Burrow was doing huh. in that passing attack, you can compare it to what, what Tennessee's doing right now, and Tennessee may be even a little bit better because I do like their running back or their running game a little bit more. I know they had a layer back in the day with LSU, but, you know, I thought both running backs for, for, for Tennessee have looked good this year. Then you throw in what Hendon has done with his legs this season. This is an elite offense. offense. This is an offense right now that I don't see a defense in the country that is going to be able to hold them under 35 points. I don't. I really don't. Like There is not enough defensive backs to be able to hold up, and, and they're doing this right now. They did it to versus Alabama this weekend without one of the best receivers in the country in Cedric Tillman. Hendon Hooker's having one of those seasons. And yeah. I'll bring up LSU again. What Joe Burrow was doing back in 19 was unstoppable. He did yep. it to everyone. He took no prisoners. And right now, this offense for Tennessee is taking no prisoners. There isn't a weakness. They can throw it. They can catch it. They got three, four great receivers. Uh, they can run the football. And I think they have a really good offensive line. This is one of the most complete offenses that I've ever seen. I didn't think I'd ever seen offense better than what I saw back in 2019 with, with LSU and Joe Burrow. This offense, we're halfway through the season. But if they keep trending in this direction and they get Cedric Tillman back 100%, they may just be better than that 2019 LSU offense. Okay, okay. (laughs) Okay, look, you know what? You know what? I'm going to ignore the last part of that because I am very happy. After you and Eric Ainge thinking I was being ridiculous during this interview last week when I kept bringing up some of the parallels between these two stories, I'm very happy that now you're on this side of it. Because, yes, if you're going to ask me, is Tennessee a legitimate national title contender? Absolutely. And I'm not guaranteeing that they'll win the Natty. I'm not saying they'll go undefeated or that they are unbeatable because I don't believe that to be true. 
but they are good enough. And it is very rare to have a single side of the ball that is good enough to win you a national championship. And it seems like that's what they have, right? And and we've seen this recently. Um, certainly with Georgia last year, you would say it was that defense more than anything. And then the offense had to come through in the biggest game to close out the natty. Uh, obviously, 2019 was the offensive LSU with the defense, again, doing enough. Uh, 2020 Bama was probably a more complete team, but really the story of that team, even though it was a Mickey Mouse championship played in front of no one, um, the story of that team was Mac Jones is just an overwhelming wide receiver group, like a wide receiver group that wasn't yeah. like anything uh, that, that, that we have ever seen. So Tennessee has one of those groups. Yeah. And what I like about their defense, what you mentioned is, it's not that their defense doesn't have strengths, because they're elite at stopping the run. And, I mean, even Jameer Gibbs, like, final numbers didn't feel as good as it kind of looked no. live, which I thought was an interesting disconnect. But they're elite at stopping the run, and they get after the passer. Like, don't let Bryce yep. Young fool you. He is one of the few guys that could have avoided multiple awful negative plays that they should have had. Yep. I mean, he is – Bryce Young's incredible. We'll get to Alabama in a minute. Uh, so don't let that fool you. Like, this Tennessee defense is growing in confidence. And they're getting better, so they're capable. But again, yes, that still is the Achilles heel. Like, I'll, I'll ask you this, yeah. Aaron. Although we don't know that there is a defense capable of doing this, what if you run into an Ohio State or a Georgia defense or somewhere along those lines, and what if they do come up with a few stops? A la, like, if you just – because, look, everybody has a step-back game at some point, even yeah. against – Auburn that year, Joe Burrow and them kind of struggled, kept like turning over in the red zone, weird stuff. So what happens if you come out and you don't give a damn about clock control or anything, you're going to leave the defense on the field because you don't care, you're going to score. What happens if you're not scoring? Like, can this Tennessee defense uh, yep. kind of carry the load on a day when they'll have to? Well, I, I want to go to the comments real quick. And sorry, the comments are flying in a little bit right now, so I don't know who said this one. But, you know, someone's saying, you know, this Tennessee defense is not – like the LSU defense back in 2019. And I was just, when I went back and looked at some of the games right now, te Texas, second game of the year, scored 38 points. Vanderbilt, yes, Vanderbilt yep. scored 38 points. Florida scored 28. Alabama scored 41. Ole Miss scored 37. So yep. go look at what John Rice Plumley did to them. I know, in that I, I, I don't know why, I don't know why like 7,000 like, yards. Yeah, like, I don't know why people are trying to fight that the LSU defense was, was, some ball busters. They got better throughout the season. I will say that, but they're not that much better, if better at all, than what Tennessee's putting on. I, th I thought you made a good point, T. Bob. Like Bryce Young was a freaking beast. There was yeah. ninety percent of the time those plays that happened that game would not happen against almost any other quarterback besides maybe him and Caleb Williams in college football. He was yeah. getting out of plays that he should not have been getting out of, and credit more to him than, and I would say less about Tennessee's defense. And, and 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 I'll say I think maybe the reason why and, and this remains to be seen come draft time um, because a lot of these guys maybe weren't viewed like that through the majority of the season. But I think why the 19 yeah. LSU defense may get a bit more credit is because like when I put that in front of Eric Ainge last week, what did he immediately cite? He cited the first rounders on LSU's defense, right? I mean, you yeah. had Stingley, you had Patrick Queen. You had um, Jacob Phillips, where they got drafted. So you had a lot of NFL guys on that team. Uh, but to your point, the most important point, functionally, statistically, they're very similar. And Hendon Hooker right now, year two, feels very similar to Joe Burrow year two. And so, yes, Tennessee market, book it, big boy blazer certified, big blazer boy certified, legitimate national title contender. And ooh, Aaron, I can see you quaking over there a little bit. Yo, dogs, are you a little scared, Aaron? They've been breaking streaks, beating Florida, who they hadn't beaten in forever, beating uh, Alabama. Now I think the one win they have against Georgia was that crazy Hail Mary a few years ago. Bruh, Hennon Hooker's coming, man. The hype train is getting ready to run you all over here in a couple weeks. You getting a little scared there, Aaron Murray? Hey, I think I think the big difference. I think we all kind of felt it watching the game. We talked about it last week. Being in front of one hundred two thousand people in Neyland is what is is and was the best environment in college football. You will see this entire season. We're going to see some good environments. You know, the Big Ten always has some great spots. Uh, you know, the Ohio State Michigan game in the year is going to be electric. But to have the number six team hosting the number two team in a, in a, in a, in a, in a game, as we alluded to last week, was was the biggest game in Tennessee in the past twenty years. 
102 crazy fans going, 102,000 crazy fans going nuts the entire game. That ain't going to happen in Athens, obviously. It's going to be the complete opposite way. Athens doesn't get as rowdy as Neyland. It's just the stadium doesn't hold that kind of noise and obviously 10,000 less people in there, but it's still going to be loud. It's still going to be yeah. crazy. I would say more balanced team in Georgia than, than Alabama. I do think they're a better defense. Um, you know, offensively, you know, the Alabama showed up and Bryce showed up. I think Georgia has more pieces on offense, especially when AD Mitchell's healthy. Uh, and obviously those tight ends are an absolute bear. So I could honestly see a game that's very similar. You know, is it going to be, you know, 50 something to 50 something? I don't know about that. I think it's going to be a game most likely that's going to be, I could see being around 41 to 38, something like that. But it's going to yeah. be close. And I'm not going to say right now who's going to win one way or the other. I kind of want to see what 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 you know Tennessee looks like in the next couple of weeks. How do they handle all this recognition? How do they handle all this praise? You know, that's yeah. one thing that I love from, from the game this past weekend, the maturity on that football team. If you're going to beat Alabama, a lot of things have to go right. One, you got to take care of the football. Two, you got to usually take care of the time of possession. Tennessee lost both those. And I know they had a ton of explosive, and that's why. But Alabama had the ball for 37 minutes of the football game. Tennessee yeah. also committed two turnovers. If you would have if you were just told me those two stats at the end of the day and said Alabama possessed the ball for 37 minutes, 38 minutes, <laughs> Tennessee 20, 22, 23 minutes, and Tennessee lost the turnover margin in the football game, I would have said, well, Alabama won. And and usually I, that happens because you have to be almost perfect to beat a Nick Saban team. But the fact that Tennessee was able to overcome certain issues and turnovers and big key moments and still find a way to win tells me, once again, this is a mature, well-coached, well-led football team that can go into any environment, home, away, hostile, not hostile, uh, SEC championship, playoff, whatever it is, and the moment is not going to be too big for them. And that is what scares and what should scare everyone on their schedule going forward. Well, yeah, I mean, you're right, dude. Thinking back on that fumble, I mean, giving up a defensive touchdown to Alabama yep. that late in the game and the context in which it happened, that is a death sentence 99 times out of 100. So the ability to eat that haymaker and immediately come back and uh, yeah, it's it's just it's it's uh, it was it was it was unreal. It was unreal. By the way, damn it, I screwed this up, bro. Uh, there's a back angle from that kick that maybe we'll play it tomorrow because it'll play all week. This thing, Aaron, was about a foot over the crossbar. This yeah. kid's kick was. Uh, and I and and I, I got to be honest, when I saw him line up for the kick, I think his name's Chad McGrath. I don't think I could have just made that name up out of nowhere, even though that's kind of a, the most hilariously white-sounding name I've ever heard, Chad McGrath. But uh, – I didn't think he was up to it, dude. 16 years of pressure hanging over his shoulders. Everybody's mental sanity and hopes and dreams. He's out here wearing number 40. He's got like the white t-shirt sleeves poking out from under the jersey. I thought my man's was in trouble, but he found a way. He got it done. Tennessee wins. Legit contenders. Chase McGrath. Now, Chase McGrath. Damn it. It's a Chad. Yeah, close. close. Um, it is a very Chad name. I agree. Uh, and so <laughs> on the other side of that, is Alabama. And now, as we always do, which, by the way, um, Alabama fans, y'all are the worst. You've, we, well, except for everybody hanging out here in the chat. I love y'all. Uh, but but a lot of the worst parts of the Alabama fan base, the worst parts were on display this weekend. As you could tell, uh, this is a fan base where many of them, maybe not some of the old heads, but many of them are not too used to experience losing. And so they don't exactly uh, know how to handle it. Uh, but what does this mean? For Alabama, Aaron, because I think me and you kind of say the same thing on what this yeah. means, but I think we weighted a little bit differently. So, how much of an like, how much does this matter that Alabama lost? I, I, I it's obviously big in the sense of like they, they you lose your grace period now, like you've lost one game, like you can't lose again. And and you know, I, I not jokingly said it, but I said last week, like Texas is an interesting case study in the fact that if Texas rolls you can make the excuse that, hey, it's a two-loss team, but they also lost those two games without yours at quarterback, and they're a much better team. Well, Alabama doesn't have that excuse. Like, everyone was back in this game, and you still lost. So if you lose another game, there is no excuse of why. You're just not as good as you were or could be in order to make the playoffs. So right now, the mentality is, hey, we have to win six, seven games in a row. we got to make it to Atlanta. 
we got to win the SC championship, which they're capable of. I mean, let's 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 all be serious here. Like they are still an elite football team, and they're going to win the majority of their games, if not the, all their games going forward. But they got to perform at a higher level defensively. They got to be better on the back end, uh, and then offensively, you know, they're really good still. Uh, and, and and you allude to it, T. Bob, Bryce. It's not, and it's only been done once. Bryce is not going to win the Heisman this year. He's not going to win it back to back years. But by golly, Bryce is 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 or is one of the best three players in all of college football right now. He, yeah. him, and Caleb Williams will make defensive players and defenses look like they're in high school still. Uh, some of the stuff he did, like the one that was a PI, which shouldn't be a PI, he's rolling to his left. You know, buys time, make three guys miss. Another time, he's rolling to his right, stops on a dime. Those guys, those guys go flying by him. He completes Jeez. it for a big third down conversion for 20. Like stuff like that doesn't happen in SEC football. Stuff like that doesn't happen in college football unless you're just elite, elite, elite. So if Bryce is healthy and if Bryce can stay healthy the rest of the season, he is playing at a level right now that very few players can play at. And he's going to give them an opportunity to win games over and over and over again and kind of mask some of the issues that we've seen on both sides of the football. Receivers being average, defensive backs being average. But man, he's he's phenomenal. He's and unbelievable. He is so much no, no, he, he's unbelievable. He, he, unbelievable. He, he, he is um he is the worst type of player if he is playing against your team, uh, because he is terrifying when things yeah. break down because his ability i mean aaron g give me a quarterback judgment do you remember the play where some accused him of trying to throw it out of bounds he did this like weird little floater on the sideline that prentice came oh, yeah. back to and grabbed did, do you think he was trying to throw that out of bounds or do you think he was actually trying to leave that up for prentice it doesn't I matter it doesn't matter you know what it worked i don't know matter just when you're feeling yourself like that and you're that good of a quarterback things just kind of fall into your lap but well you know, we, we, uh, either we, way we, either we way about, the, the, go ahead go ahead aaron go ahead well, I was going to say, like, we talk about, and, and obviously this sample size has been a lot more than what USC has been in, in, in this year. And this is my one time to really dig you right here. So I got, I had to find a way because it's on the rundown oh. to kind of squeeze USC in there and just let you know that, man, I jumped ship at the right time and you didn't. <laughs> and I'm sorry, T-Bob. But you get the cover, though. T-Bob did get the cover. Two the and one for T-Bob. Two and one for me this week. So we're, we, we're feeling pretty good. Money in our pockets. But, like, the case study with, with USC was, hey, they're playing great on defense because they're getting turnovers. But if you're going to live and die by that, at some point it's going to dry up. And it dried up for yeah. Utah, and they lost a football game, only one, one, one turnover. Bryce Young in those plays, can you, can you do that every single game, every single big-time game, and still win? The difference is he's been doing it for a year and a half. So he's proven yes. that yeah. he can <laughs> live and die by being that Johnny Manziel-esque quarterback moving in outside the pocket I mean, he's got elite arm strength. He has a quick release. I, I love the way his body works when it comes to just the overall fundamentals of throwing the football and then his ability to buy time in and outside the pocket. Uh, it's terrifying. <clears throat> Excuse me. It is absolutely terrifying if you're a defense. It's it's the worst, dude. And and it's funny because uh, football's an odd game where when you're watching a quarterback scramble, no one is ever looking at what's going on downfield. Like, even if you're at the game live, you're just watching the quarterback. And if you're watching the TV broadcast, you can't even see what's going on downfield. So it creates this very interesting drama, Aaron, where it's like you're watching the quarterback fight for his life. And at the moment that he releases the ball, you have no idea if anybody is open or not, or if it's a good or bad decision. But with Bryce Young, the moment he releases the ball, you know you're dead. Like, like, you yeah. know, okay, that's a, that's a third and 15 first down. No, oh, okay, that's a, that's, a, that's a huge fourth down conversion. Like, mm. every time that ball comes out of his hand, even though you, you can't see anything downfield, you just already know you've lost. And that is an unreal uh, kind of trait to have. So, yeah, look, I agree with you. I, th I, think that, I think that Bryce will not win the Heisman this year, and I think he's better this year, uh, yeah. obviously. I, I just don't think well, he let's has – Yes, yeah. not as much talent around him. The the hole is not as great as some of its parts were over the last uh, couple of years. Also, did you drop a by golly? Did I hear you say by, by golly? Unironically, are you are you making fun of me for saying by golly? Are you judging me for saying by golly? That's what I want to know. I am I am merely. You're right. I don't want to come from a judgmental standpoint, 
but by golly, that. I may be. No, I just I have never heard a casual by golly drop of anyone. I don't know, maybe ever. Like especially not under forty. Didn't you say you're just about to be thirty one or thirty two? <laughs> like, damn. Dude, I feel like it's a very wild. southern. I feel like it's a very southern thing, and uh, I I've, feel I've, like. I've, the- <laughs> added some southernness to my life since moving to georgia where do you think our where we're from like the idea that you're talking <laughs> to two yankees is... well yeah and you are from and you are from like tampa i guess is, is florida yeah, its Tampa's own thing not really southern tampa's tampa. the okay, south. okay that's what i was gonna say yeah. okay tampa's the, i disagree not, tampa's like, the south no tampa's yeah not but like, from central you, florida you lost all central florida and down is not the is the south central florida and down is like you know New York, it's its own thing. Cuba, Venezuela. I, no, I, I think, I think, my, I think, but I, but I would say Tampa up. is the line of demarcation. I'd say Tampa no. down. Nope. Huh? See, the no. problem is though, no, Brum. The problem is Brum's been living in the big city now. He lives in New York City, yeah. so he's gone so coastal elite here that anything really like Virginia on down is oh, basically that, that's just him. ridiculous. But I, I understand <laughs> your point. <laughs> Uh well, by golly, boys, a hell of a job there, bold Tennessee. But I'll say this for Alabama: you think it means a lot. I think it does not mean a lot. But we both agree on what it changed, and it just changed the margin of error. There is no margin of error now. They cannot afford another loss, or their uh, championship dreams for this year are done. Now, the only problem with that, Aaron, who feels super threatening in the West right now? Ole Miss is solid. If they go ahead and beat the hell out of LSU, they'll take a step forward and we'll start to believe in them more. Ole Miss is solid. I don't feel their championship good right now. Again, I'm kind of impressed with Auburn's resiliency, despite all the BS. I mean, they gave yep. a fight to Ole Miss, but they're bad. Uh, yep. Mississippi State just pulled a classic Mike Leach, which honestly, in the same token, is maybe where he pulls another classic Mike Leach and somehow like punches up against Alabama, but pulls a classic Mike Leach, screws up this weekend. And then I don't think LSU is good enough either. So, like, to me, the odds are still very much on Alabama's side that they will win the West and they get to a either rematch against Tennessee or a game against Georgia. And at that point, you have Bryce Young, who's utterly yep. terrifying, and you have Nick Saban, who is utterly terrifying, especially in a uh, rematch sort of setting, even though Georgia got him last year, which I freaking cannot tell you how much what? I love to see that. But so my point is Alabama should still win the West, and so they'll still be in the SC Championship, and they'll still have a chance to make the natty by winning that game or make the playoff, excuse me. Yeah. Listen, the next three games are going to be challenging. I mean, you get the bye week versus LSU, but LSU, I mean, if they can, if Jaden throws the ball like he did versus Florida, and I know that's two different beasts, actually not really because Alabama's DBs are pretty bad, but if they progress on offense and he continues to trust those receivers, that could be an interesting game. The Ole Miss game could be interesting on the road, but I think the thing that it showed us is, you know, maybe Alabama's not as elite as we thought they were. I mean, shoulda, coulda, woulda, I get it. But like you should have could have won a loss to, to Texas if Quinn Ewers was playing. You almost lost AM uh a week ago at home 24-20. Yep. That's a god awful AM football team. So like to me, this is now three games where two of them you, you barely skated by, and now one of them you've lost. So I think what we're learning is maybe Alabama is not or and definitely not invincible. Like there's a major chinks in the armor right now for the Crimson Tide. And and are they better than Mississippi State, LSU, Ole Miss, Austin P, and and Auburn going forward? Yeah, but right now that isn't going to get it done. Like they have to play. Alabama's gone away for years. Of even if they have an okay game, they still dominate and win by double digits. Yeah. Right now, if I'm an Al, or Alabama doesn't play at an elite level, they could lose one more game down the stretch. That's, That's where they're at right now. Or like, so I, I mean, more than anything, like, you're learning more about what Alabama is this year. And that concerns me if I'm a Crimson Tide fan. And also, uh, God, I can't believe I have not mentioned this on any show yet because I meant to make a huge point of it. Bryce Young is a tough some bitch. I mean, that dude was getting lit up on Saturday and just kept bouncing up like no problem, like just shaking it off. Now, the only thing is if he were to aggravate something or something along those lines, and all of a sudden you have to enter one of these games with Milrow, then I would maybe start to panic a little bit because then you do look much more vulnerable. If I'm an Alabama fan, Aaron, I'm pretty angry that Bryce Young, 
that that Bryce Young got put on these two Alabama teams. Because, again, these are great college football teams. But in the context of Alabama teams that we have seen in the past, what would Bryce mm. Young have done with Tua and Max receivers? Like, I think Bryce Young is actually the best quarterback that they have ever had. He would have – I think he would have transcended ah. and just, like, gone full Super Saiyan and turned into a literal god had he had those receivers. I don't know. I mean, last year he threw, let's not forget. I mean, last year he threw 47 touchdowns. And I, I would say Jamison was the best receiver in college football. And, and I still believe that if Jamison doesn't get hurt in that, that national championship game, that, that is probably a little bit of a different outcome there against my dogs there in the natty, you know, so he had Jamison, he had Mechie, you know, he had Slade Bowen. like the receivers were pretty good last year. Then he was though, so. look, Slade Bolden is solid, bro. Slade Bolden is solid, yeah. but that ain't, that ain't, but, uh, but Jameson may be one of the better receivers they've had. And James, isn't Jameson on the Waddle Devontae Smith receiving core? I mean, look, James yeah. is all, all I know. Okay. Is, is Bryce Young the best quarterback that they've had recently? Or maybe ever? I would say, I would, I would say, yeah, college quarterback wise, because I'm, I'm interested to see if he can translate to the NFL, just because, I mean, he's a little dude. He is itsy bitsy. He is little. Um, <laughs> But college football wise, yeah, I would take I would take him right now over, and I love Mac. I thought Mac was phenomenal. You know, two obviously was his thing, but two was always banged up. I would I would take Bryce over every quarterback that Bam has had over the past seven years. Uh, yeah, I I think I agree. And then you go, okay, well, why not ever? Uh, right, because nowadays quarterbacks putting up crazier numbers than ever. A Bart says, "WTF? The LSU will miss game opened with an even line, and now LSU's a one and a half point favorite." Huh? That should keep T Bob from betting on LSU. Oh. I want to be clear. I have made a promise to my audience. I'm not going to bet LSU this year again. They're too young. They're too volatile. I've gotten burned too many times, and I'm Don't not be being bitch, blamed T-Bob. if things go awry. You're right, Aaron. Third biggest bet I have ever made in my life LSU to cover the one and a half. Book it. I'm putting a hundo down. No, not really. No, no. I'm T Bob, you're I'll going with you. I'll hit go with you. this week. Uh, okay, Brum. Well, let's go full disclosure. That was your SGP. Whoa, uh, no, that's your SGP. You, no, no, it's in my name. And whose whose name is me. on the Fanduel website? Look, as for, that's what a good friend does. You pick up your teammates, okay? And I was on the ground crying, bleeding, just so sad, trying to figure out, make heads or tails of it, and and like you know, you you, you descended from the clouds like the Valkyrie. And you handed me a a great idea for this SGP, and yes, it did hit. Um, but but I'm still not betting LSU, at least not to win. <clears throat> I will give you another SGP, but I think I'm going to stay away from the spread. The LSU is just too volatile, Aaron. They're young. They're too yeah. young and volatile right now. You can't know what to expect uh, week to week. Um, Andy J, T Bob, or should I say Rocky Bob, VFL? That's right, Ball for Life, Rocky Bob. That's me. Did you smoke a cigar after the game? Um, no, I smoked this pipe actually. So, uh, well, actually, no, I did smoke a cigar after the game because I literally do a post game show where we have to smoke cigars from a cigar bar while getting pretty drunk. Uh, but I bought this pipe for during the game. So, you know, maybe not smoking any Joe's, a bit lighter on the lungs for game day. And I got to say, dude, I'm really enjoying the pipe life. I feel very intelligent. It's like a great prop to kind of play with in life, kind of do a little thing. Very, very, like, Gandalf, very Gandalf esque. Very Gandalf. Now I have I have a real Gandalf pipe, and that's why I like this one. Like I have a big eighteen inch maple pipe, but this one's like a little more understated, a little more subtle. I feel a bit like a college professor. Like if I had like a tweed jacket, uh, that would just be perfect. Maybe I could teach you about uh, like uh, you know I'd probably be a little full of myself, like teaching like a philosophy one hundred and one class, and think I'm a bit more clever than I am. But that I guess pretty much describes me in general. So uh, I did enjoy a cigar. Andy, since I am Rocky Bob VFL, the absolute, you know, uh, go, go Vols. I, I legit, look, I know what it's like to be on a run that is unexpected in the way that Tennessee is going on right now, and it is the greatest fan experience in the world. Consistent, sustained success is awesome, but Ohio State and Alabama will never feel what Tennessee fans felt this weekend, and that's just the truth, right? Uh, stuff tastes sweeter. If you have to climb through a mountain of bitter shit to get there. And that's exactly 
what Tennessee has done. Okay, you cannot appreciate the light without the dark. Aaron, speaking, come out to my philosophy 101 class. Coming up, like philosophy, Jesus, I'll never be a professor. Um, G. Smith of the oranges in the chat. Uh, Daniel Bashford is actually proving that your chess playing skills increase if you smoke a pipe while playing. This is true. This is definitely true. Um, all right. Let's see here. Anything else on Alabama, Aaron, before we move on? Nope. That's that's all we got today. Okay. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals, JLab joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order, visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bowl flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, y'all? It's T-Bob here from Snaps, the college football show on the Volume Sports Network. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join today get it started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. How about that? So you join today, use the promo code SNAPS, SNAPS, right? Promo code SNAPS, and then you bet $5, and guess what? Win or lose, doesn't matter. You get $150 in free bets. Ooh, coming up this weekend, there's some exciting boys. Syracuse getting 13 and a half. No respect for the Orange Men. And I kind of love rolling with the Bruins. Plus six going to Eugene, Oregon. But look, this is just the first pass, okay? It's a lot of more board studying to get ready to do. What I love is with FanDuel, you can bet however you want. If you just want to do game props, you want to do a message spread, you want to do first half, first quarter, you want to do same game parlays, you want to do live betting with updated odds games that are already started if you're getting there late, and you want to get paid your winnings fast, you want to download the FanDuel Sportsbook app promo code SNAPS. Remember, 
Don't fumble your chance to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code SNAPS. So, hey, check it out. Let's make every moment more this season with FanDuel. Now, this is a bit of an interesting uh, news piece that is kind of doing numbers right now on the interwebs, and that's about Deion Sanders. And... 60 Minutes did a profile on him. There's a great article on cbsnews.com right now that I recommend reading if you want to check it out. But all of a sudden, Deion Sanders is becoming more and more, seemingly by the day, is becoming more and more of a legitimate Power 5 head coaching candidate. Uh, We can talk about maybe which job you would want him to get, but I want to start here first, Aaron. Um, Do you believe in Deion Sanders as a major Power 5 head coach? Because I feel a little bit of hesitance when I think about a little bit of doubt but then when you actually start to maybe look into things it seems to make a lot of sense I mean what do you think is it crazy to think that Dion could have a major power five job next year no it doesn't I mean he he now has the coaching experience I know it's obviously at a lesser level but he's winning football games they you know lost only two games last year they're undefeated six and oh right now obviously he knows what it takes to uh, recruit at a higher level. You know, he was able to get the number one recruit in the nation last year, a guy that had offers from, you know, Florida State and Alabama and everyone out there. So he understands what it takes to bring those guys in. Obviously, he's going to make splashes in the NIL world. Uh, he's going to make splashes in the transfer portal and, 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 and recruiting high school kids. So he checks off every box that I look for because what what is the role of a head coach? Unless you're the play caller, you are the CEO of the football team. You're the guy that's running the ship. You're the guy going to the meetings. You're the guy dealing with boosters. You're the guy dealing with recruits. You're the guy dealing with the athletic director. You're going to lunches and this and the other. Like, Who better to represent your university at all those meetings, at at every home of every recruit in the nation, hosting recruits, entertaining recruits, entertaining boosters, than Dion Primetime Sanders? That's his role. He is the CEO. Coach Rick was my head coach. Coach Rick was not involved with the offense. Coach Rick was not involved with the defense. Coach mm-hmm. Rick was was doing all those other responsibilities. So unless you are a play caller, and if that's what you're looking for, then go after that guy. But if you're looking for a CEO that can run the ship, then yeah. yes, Dion is more than ready to handle those responsibilities. Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head, man. Um, in the in the piece, I believe it's the president of Jackson State is talking about. You know, I've dealt with stars. I've never dealt with superstars and the interviewer is like well explain that a little bit like what do you mean and she basically says well like a superstar like literally every door is open to him doors that jackson state in general hbcus in general were never getting open before to them meetings they would have never gotten in the past all of a sudden are there for the taking and it goes beyond just recruiting where absolutely look they went and got travis hunter which is fantastic i think they in the piece they talk about how they just last out to alabama they were second to like getting a major o lineman to go there they would never even be in the conversation pre Dion, but it goes beyond that because even when he got to Jackson, they had a practice facility where every time it rained, they were having to go practice at a local high school. It was awful. What'd he do? He went to Walmart and Walmart donated a brand new practice field. Like he, he opened that door, went to Walmart and got them to commit the money to it. That's the type of CEO uh, stuff that Aaron is talking about. And then when you combine that, so uh, he he's, he's uber confident, you know, he can recruit, uh, you know he can handle the fundraising portion of everything. Uh, and then you combine that with the actual on-the-field numbers where Jackson State has been dominant. And, yeah, man, it seems like to me he has all of the elements to be really good. I guess it's just because it's happening so fast that's maybe yeah. where some of my reticence comes in. But that doesn't matter, dude. Just what are you doing? It's meritocracy. Uh, and, and to me, it's like it's pretty fascinating the success that he has had on things like the recruiting trail compared to these giant schools when they have no resources and these schools have like a hundred million dollars in resources. And this may be a bit of a bit of a logical fallacy, but like what happens when all of a sudden you give him an exponential increase in resources, like, like do his skills in that recruiting, do they grow maybe not one-to-one, but I mean, even then he's going to, he's going to put together some classes, man. And you know what Dion has maybe more than anything else, Aaron, he just has, uh, he has self-belief 
but 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 a a, a self belief that is hard to replicate and i don't think you can train it i think you can train yourself to be more confident but i don't think you can reach these levels Dion says quote i gotta win in every facet of life that's what winning is and that and we that's our natural order we don't even use cologne baby we a winner we smell like win around here when you saw us in the practice field you walk and you when we first met you could feel that you shook the hand of a winner you felt that I know darn well you had to call somebody, say, hey, man, I met Coach Prime, baby. Something about him, something. He's magnetic. I'm going to win, but not only win, I'm going to dominate. That's what I do. That's who I am. I mean, I'm someone who struggles with, like, imposter syndrome every day of my life, Aaron. Dion, no such qualms. He knows he's going to win. And whether or not you believe him, he believes it's when in the end, he's right a lot of the time. Yep. So, yeah, man, I think he's a very legitimate Power 5 candidate here mike my, my question is because there is a sense of of of, of you know dion could take a job at the end of the season whether it's you know auburn or georgia tech i mean those are the, some of the early floaters because they've moved on from their head coaches but right now florida state start off the year hot you know big win prime time oh, uh week yeah. two versus lsu they rolled off four straight wins since then three straight losses lost to wake forest lost to nc state lost to clemson i mean four or excuse me, three losses versus ranked opponents. Wake Forest, I think, is really darn good. Clemson, I think, is really good. NC State, as we saw this past weekend, versus Syracuse, a little bit overrated. But you look at their schedule going forward, and some of the teams that may slip up, may. Miami, Syracuse, Florida. If Florida State is 6-6 six and six or 7-5 and five with, with Norvell this year, and, and the thought is out there that possibly Dion may take a job at Auburn or Georgia Tech or whatever else may pop up here in the next six weeks towards, you know, towards December. Does Florida State take a chance and move on from Mike Norvell? They've given him his opportunity. If they are 7-5 and five and things aren't getting better, do they then know that, hey, this may be our one chance to get Coach Prime? My question to you, T-Bob. Well, hmm, okay, so here's my feeling, and maybe I'm being a slave to the moment here, but I also think sometimes when opportunity presents itself, you must take advantage. Yep. If Florida State is even thinking about moving on from Norvell, like I am sure, and I would be shocked if if those waters are not being tested, right? Like mm -hmm. somebody surely is reaching out to Prime's team right now and saying, hey, is there interest here? And in my opinion, if Prime wants to come, I'm making that move. I, I think I think yeah. I'm I'm making that move. Yep. And it's not even about Mike Norvell as maybe it is about Dion, but I guess it's also about Norvell because he has struggled. He's underachieved, and even though he's improving, he's not improving that fast. Dion feels like someone who could make you better immediately, especially in the age yep. of the transfer portal. I mean, I think we underrate Dion's football knowledge as well. I mean, I, again, he's not going to be like your X's and O's play callers, but he does know the game inside and out, and he is the master recruiter. He's a master motivator. So, and some people in the chat are saying like, "We got a Brian says I love Prime, but as an AD whose job would probably hinge on this, not sure if I would take the chance. I think he needs to go to a non-power five school first. Um, mm -mm. I don't no. think so, man. I, it's like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, I think, no, I think it's what Aaron said. His his skill set translates so well to any yep. level of college football that uh, I don't think. And, and yes, would the AD be taking a risk? Absolutely. But I would rather go out having tried to make prime work than go out like with two more years of middling play under Norvell and then hiring another Norvell-like hire and just failing all over again. So, I mean, what's yeah, more, I would what's take the hiring. So, for example, right now, let's go back two years ago to, to Auburn. What, in your opinion, right now, if you had to make a decision, what's what's riskier? Taking a guy from Boise State that none of your fans <laughs> know about, or taking Deion Sanders? So, like, I, I completely agree yeah. with you, T. Bob. Here, like, every risk is risky. Like, there's no, as we see in college football, like, there's no for sure hires out there. You know, maybe getting Brian Kelly there at LSU, like, we feel confident that he's going to get the job done. But like, a lot of these yeah. schools, unless you're like elite, elite you're having to take some chances on some there's a reason why you're getting rid of your coach right now because things aren't going well so like i think that's a prime example like i would rather take a chance where where deon sanders is right now i would take a chance with him compared to florida state a few years ago taking a chance with norvell or auburn taking a chance two years ago 
with Brian Harson, yes. I would say it's a safer play. I, I I agree, which sounds crazy, but I, I guess I never really buckled down and thought about this until these last few weeks, and it seems to make way more sense. By the way, Brum, go ahead and get in touch with the Snaps merch people, and let's print the shirts. Every risk is risky, um, and we can wear those under uh, our big blazers. I was considering doing a um, poll, what risks aren't risky. And, I couldn't think of uh, I couldn't think of any other types of risks. This is this, this is our philosophy philosophy one hundred and one class right here. Remember, kids, every risk is risky. Okay, never forget. Uh, the Did only I real that? risk. Yes. See, I didn't even realize. I'm like, old... can I say that? What is that from the chat? Did I go on my oh, tangent and actually say that? Hey, the only real risk is like not it. taking a risk. Okay. The only real risk is not taking a risk. And we ain't doing that here on snaps. Uh, <laughs> shout out Dion again, Florida state, like unless Norvell goes eight and four, unless Norvell goes eight and four. And maybe even then if Dion wants to come, Florida state needs yeah. to make the move. Okay. Bottom line. Uh, that's a little message to you, Florida state from the big blazer boys. Uh, all right, you know what time it is, baby. Let's get a little. It's Monday. We do this every single Monday. It's a little snips and snaps, and uh, it's where we um basically reward the things that we loved the college weekend, and we kind of uh snip the things that we did not like. And I'll start us off. I'm going to start with a positive here, and I'm going to start with the Tennessee hype video that set the tone. Blue shirt clog guy, a.k.a. Zeb Ross, internet sensation. Mm. He's been dancing all around the Blue Smokies for years now. I read a whole backstory on him. He, he's, he, he's from a family clogging group here. Never even had social media before somebody filmed him and put him on TikTok. And now Zeb is everywhere. Look at the, I can't stop watching, dude. It's magnetic. <laughs> the footwork, the way that his upper body is almost like a steady cam, just staying on a nice, even plane while his lower body's flip-flapping all around. The rocky top's hitting. Kneeling looks beautiful. This is how you make a video. Snap, snap, snap. Great job by the Tennessee social team. And... Zeb Ross. I'm just snapping you because I love your energy. Dude, his first viral video when he's on stage dancing and like across the stage, for those who have not seen it, Yo, please so go good. and watch it because it is some of the most magical footwork I've ever seen in my life. And like, like, he's not even trying to steal the show. Like you can tell like he's like waving like the next girl on like, hey, it's your time to yes. shine. Like he, like that's what makes him so good is because like he doesn't, it doesn't seem like he wants a spotlight, but he's just so good that he deserves the spotlight. I wish my feet were that that smooth. Um, all right. Bro. My first snap of the weekend. Holy smokes. My golly. What, what did I say earlier? By golly. My golly. No, yeah. By um, golly. I think I, by golly, golly every risk is risky. By golly. <laughs> man, I've had some two good ones today. Uh, Michigan, man. 418 oh, yards rushing. They beat the the living crap out of Penn State. Man, that was embarrassing. Like, if I'm Penn State, I'm, like, just ducking my head and walk into the locker room like we just got whipped by our big brothers. This is the same Michigan team, the same look, excuse me, that beat Ohio State last year. Physical. Offensive line was dominant. Dominant running game. Corum, I said a couple weeks ago, watch out. He may continue to work his way into that Heisman conversation. Yeah. And if, especially if Michigan continues to win, it's going to be because of him and that O-line. J.J. McCarthy, I still think he's a liability. He's accurate in the short game. I don't know if you can ask him to win a football game. That's going to be the problem. But you look at their schedule, are they going to have to ask him to win a football game anytime soon? I don't think so. Defensively, they look great. This is a really, 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 really good Michigan team. We talk about Tennessee having the most impressive win of the weekend. I think Michigan made a huge case for that because the way they beat Penn State – in dominant fashion was was incredible to watch so huge shout out to the wolverines for that win it was awesome man uh imagine hen and hooker on that team running a hypo system I mean, that would be that would be because because yeah you 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 nailed it like tennis or michigan is so solid overall they will beat the hell like sean clifford's not that guy he's not the no. guy that's going to get after that defense now when you get to the top tier Right, CJ Stroud, 
be uh Bryce Young like okay then it's going to come a bit more hairy because that's when McCarthy you're going to start to feel that weakness but you're right Aaron like any team who is not one of the dragons of the realm I think Michigan's going to handle uh my next uh I'll go snip snip this is snip snip it not snap it this is a bad thing uh me I'm snipping myself Aaron Murray for on multiple different shows last week on multiple different venues me saying uh, doing a Syracuse game breakdown as to why they were one of my three best bets for the weekend while using Chase Brown as a reason for why I like them so much. For those that don't know, Chase Brown is the nation's leading rusher from Illinois, not from Syracuse. Now, Sean Tucker's a beast. Garrett Trader's great. I love Syracuse. The Loud House, they're a great football team. But last week on this show, on Thursday, Friday, and on my own radio show, I, I I intimated that Chase Brown played for Syracuse and not a single producer, co-host, or listener caught it. <laughs> I caught it Saturday. And what this showed me is that in our head, Syracuse and Illinois are just one amorphous blob of like a navy and orange northern football team that we're enjoying seeming to have some renewed success. Like none of them are actually separating the two in my mind. So snip yeah. on me. But snap for both Syracuse and Illinois. Great weekends for the Hey, listen, Syracuse getting 13 and a half this weekend. I might have to roll my Cuse boys on that. I'm going to have to do some digging and diving. I would love to see Syracuse somehow pull an upset on the road versus Clemson. All right. Oh, my first snip. Real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. Also, uh, I'm going to be quite literally getting snipped here in a few months after I have this third kid. So how about that? So how about that for that poll question, Brum? I am allowed to snip myself, as I'm quite literally going. There's a difference between getting snipped and snipping yourself. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. That's I true. guess I, I will not be doing this snipping myself. Yeah, okay, can we, okay. Can I take we, it back. Can we, can, we, uh, can we get a sponsorship from some snipping doctor? Because I also, myself, will have to be getting snipped after our second <laughs> child here next month. I'm already <laughs> trying to work a deal here. There's a Baton Rouge doctor, Dr. Cockrell. Literally, <laughs> cockerel. I mean, you can't you can't make this stuff up. It's it's perfect. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, I'm just gonna watch Lord of the Rings all weekend. <laughs> okay, okay. Sorry, we gotta rush through these. We gotta rush through these. Okay, what do all we right, got? All, do right. We got? all right, my my first snip is uh, they had a great win this weekend. But what the hell is up with your Tiger special teams? I feel like every time I watch a game, they're fumbling the football on special teams. You know, we saw the punt returns versus Florida State. Uh, the kickoff return play, first play of the game versus Tennessee. You know, they change up. They put uh, – what's his name in there? The uh, number 80. He fumbles it, and then uh, he fumbled a punt last week. Like, can yes. LSU get through a game without sucking on special teams? I mean, what is going no. on, T-Bob? Uh, LSU's in the rarefied air of – and I know I overuse literally, but they would literally have been better off this season if they did not play with a returner. If they just let the ball bounce, they would actually have probably beaten Florida State and they would have had like way less trouble this year. Okay, uh, a couple snaps here. First off, snap for New York football in general. All of a sudden, the Jets are 4-2. and two, The Giants are 5-1. and one, Syracuse is 6-0. and oh, uh, The Loud House is rocking. Sean Tucker. And then shout out to Robert Salah, who we all made fun of when he talked about keeping the receipts on the Jets. Well, check it out, dude. And then a little local snap here. For the Tulane Green Wave, Aaron, ranked for the first time since 1998. Tulane at 6-1, checking in at number 25. Shout out, Willie Fritz. What you got? All right. Uh, my my last snap, I'm going to go Max Duggins. Uh, we talked about a kid there at TCU. was not the starter day one. It was Chandler Morris. He goes down. He gets the job. Max does and, and, and had a lot of adversity this past weekend. Your boy was sweating it out over here. Because I had the over at 68 and a half. Did not look like it was happening. It was 30 to 16. Selfishly, I'm like, can this game just please go to overtime? It did. They got the over, so I'm happy. But Max, man, found a way to lead the team. He looked pretty bad in the first half, but fought through the adversity. And TCU undefeated. Big reason why your quarterback is a freaking baller. Congrats to him. Big snaps. Find a way to win the game there versus Oklahoma State. Sorry, Brahma, I just saw the time in your clip, so let's get there right now. Just saw your comments. Uh, okay, first off, minor snip. The Oklahoma State-TCU uniform matchup was one of the worst I've ever seen. Couldn't tell who was yeah. who. Absolutely TCU awful. I hated every, yeah. hated every piece of it. Uh, bigger snip, Tennessee football. I'm a VFL, okay? I get it. We love each other. 
This is absurd. Tennessee football is having a GoFundMe for their blue collar, hardworking fans to replace the goalposts on a stadium for an athletic uh, program that makes over a hundred million dollars, a school that has a multi-billion dollar endowment. It is, um, uh, it is, it is, it is unreal to me. And they may say, Oh, too bad. They're just trying to strike while the iron's hot from a fundraising standpoint. I'm looking right now at a literal campaign to raise 150 K to cover the cost of the sec fine and the goalposts in which you can give $16 for the number of seasons since the Vols beat Alabama. $52.49 for the final score of the game. Or $1,019.15, the capacity of sold-out Neyland. Gross. Pathetic. Eat the cost, Tennessee, okay? Like, don't have your AD out there smoking cigars being like, hell yeah, let's do it, and then make your school. I, I, did, mm-hmm. I, I think this is awful. I think this is an awful look. Big snip. Um, Big snip. All right. Anything anything else, Aaron, before I let you go? That is it, my friend. Good, good Monday. Good, good Monday. Remember, people, every risk is risky. Every risk is risky. If you're in Baton Rouge, come hang out with the Big Blazer boys this Thursday, 4 to 6 at Walk-On's Burbank. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, promo code SNAPS. Huge thank you to the volume. Pumped to be on amp. So much going on here. Please share it with your friends, y'all, and we will see you tomorrow on a brand new SNAPS. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card. Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.